Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Inside MTV Siesta Key. I'm Brian Reese. I'm Laura Finaldi. I'm Elizabeth DeGenis. And this was an interesting episode. It seemed like yeah. things were going on a good track for some people, but then the last few minutes, who boy. Yeah. <laughs> Back to square one. For some. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yep. That's one way to put it, definitely. It was interesting. Yeah. Really, just interesting. <laughs> just a lot happened. A lot of, like, some new relationships formed. Some kind of started to fall apart a little bit. Yeah. So, relationships really suffered this uh, episode. Let's yes. overall, pretty yes. much for everyone, I think, except possibly for my favorite person now. And really, she's number one with a bullet now is Kara. <laughs> I mean, I love Madison still, but boy, this wishy-washy relationship with Ben, I think Kara's taking taking top billing for me. Yeah, I know. I feel bad for Madison. I don't know why they always peg her as the girl who has like love problems. I'm like, she, I'm sure she has. I'm sure in real life she can do fine for herself. I mean, know. let's be honest. Her love problems are kind of typical normal person love problems. That's it's true. not like somebody thinking that you're a dumbass or, you know, cheating on you or whatever. Right. Well, Hers she did just get like cheated long on. distance. You know? That's true. Yeah. Well, that's she right. did get sure. cheated on. But then you know what she did? She stopped dating that guy. Right. So, I mean, we I don't do, know. We do love, we love that. Yeah. She the, has the guys that are really interested in her and want to date her, but like circumstances are right. get in the way. Yes. Right. So let's talk about the episode. Now, first of all, I got to say, in the opening, when Juliet is narrating this one, too, like third in a mm-hmm. row, um, when she's talking about Jared, she says, he brought the war home with him. <laughs> I didn't get <laughs> and, that. Didn't and then equated that. that with the fight at the uh, oh, at Alex's party. I think that's a bit of a stretch. Well, thank you. but Probably a stretch. Leave it to MTV to really just I was hit home say, those. They definitely wrote that line for her. Yeah. yeah. So we start with two classic uh, two people talking moments. Uh, there's Juliet and Amanda at Bayfront Park. Right. And, you know, mm-hmm. I just want to say there were a lot of great places that they were at this week. And for everyone who does not live in the, Siesta, the greater Siesta area or Sarasota, as we call it, uh, <laughs> you know, that stuff is like, you know, many of the places they go to, it's like five minutes from our office. We can walk there. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> yep. I'm going to start calling Sarasota the Siesta Key Metroplex. <laughs> like, and just be like, I live Metropolitan in the Siesta, Key. Siesta Key area, the US, uh, the U.S. Census Bureau has designated right. it as such. Exactly. It's like. That's what the show is. Uh, where was it? I couldn't figure out where uh, Kara and Chloe, Chloe were drinking. I could not figure that out either. I, yeah. I paused it a couple times to look. Be- and I wasn't sure if that aerial shot that they had right before that scene was of where they were. Right. If it is, I couldn't place it. Hmm. Honestly, I could not place it. It looks like a nice place. But, well, at least Juliet and Amanda were at Bayfront Park. Yeah. And then Chloe and Kara were at the mystery dining spot. And, you know, I got to say, not a ton happened in both of those scenes. Just kind of recap, essentially. Right. A lot of exposition. <laughs> right. They love that. But then we get to the amazing scene with with Alex and his dad, <laughs> Gary Kompothacross. It was great. In which they show this building that Gary apparently bought. 
Do you know what of, building that was? No, I looked. I tried to figure it out. I even did. I mean, we're journalists. Right. I even went on to the property records yeah. and all that stuff, tried to track it down, tracked down some of Compothecross's companies and then looked for deeds for that. I could not honestly figure it out. And, you know, I'm in down. We're all in downtown Sarasota every single day. Yeah. Right. And it is. It doesn't ring up. That building doesn't look. It looked a little like the DeSoto building, but I don't think that's his building. I don't know yeah. for sure. But, you know, that one on da- like downtown. Mm-hmm. I don't know. By Just the way it looks. Yeah. But I probably I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. And so we don't know where that is. But we do know that he told Alex, well, hey, in a few years when you're a lawyer, you can use this as your office. Which is sweet. The whole building, yeah. right? I guess. I don't know. It's a three-story building. But, you know, I mean, he's going to get a lot of clients because he's probably going to subscribe to Gary Compothacross, 1-800-ASK-GARY. Yes. And so he'll get a lot of slip and fall and car accident uh, clients. Well, I think like Laura said last podcast, I mean, I'm really seeing it this episode. They're really trying to hammer home this, like, Juliet is not as rich uh, as Alex thing, which is funny because uh, I don't know if you said yeah, she's still fairly wealthy. I would say it's all like very relative on the scale of like super wealthy to normally wealthy, you know. But that that is like a dramatic tension they keep posing. So I'm it sure. seems like her family comes in dra- distinctly as Sarasota middle class. Yeah, maybe upper middle class. But Sarasota middle class is everyone else's like yeah, very really no, it's upper not. middle class. It's her to uh, dim it Sarasota studio on State Street in downtown Sarasota to buy a Bentley Ben Taiga, which costs about a quarter of a million dollars, which Gary, of course, mentioned. I was going to (laughs) say, Gary likes to mention how much things cost. (laughs) He loves it. Yeah, and because you're doing such a good job, Alex, with your, you know, Alex later on mentions that he's really interested to see his grades. So Mm. obviously Gary hasn't seen his grades yet, so we don't know he's doing well. Uh, but can we confirm he's in law school? Do we yeah. even know he's still in law school? Uh, yes. Yeah. No, I don't know if we can confirm that. Yeah. But then they're talking about whether Juliet is the one for him, and he seems right. pretty positive. You know, for Alex, pretty upbeat about it, and says, "I can see her potentially being the one." Yeah, he basically said, "Oh, well, doing the math, I think he said I'm 23 now, and then by the time I'm 26, I'll have passed the bar, and if she's still there, then sure." Yeah, that's kind of what it sounded like to me. Uh, the alluring Alana oh, singer yeah. on Brandon's new track or whatever it is he right. does. Uh, and it's, I mean, come on. Like that path. Like he's interested in her? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, even Juliet's narration was like, oh, he's dating Camilla. But, you know, there were like some, you know, like, but we know how it worked out with Madison, basically. They showed that clip of him and Madison. Right. So. <laughs> I feel really sad because I don't know why since his girlfriend has been in like two scenes in this whole three episode season but i was really starting to like brandon's girlfriend i felt like this was a good relationship for her and for him i should say really for him i don't know about her but uh but yeah i think this whole episode i was struck by how this shows like whatever the producers when they sit in their room and they're like what should we do next they're like okay get another love interest and i'm like yeah. we can get some drama that's not love interest related but yeah. they did that this episode sure. well you know later on at brandon's party we see camilla his girl his ostensible girlfriend he even introduces her as his girlfriend after saying that he just likes to date around yeah uh but she's so cute in her glasses she looks like a normal person i love her hair like the blonde hair yeah every time brian talks about her he's like she's a normal person she is an instagram person like a model i think because i went on her instagram and she had a lot of professional looking photos wow okay that's interesting i mean i don't want to criticize her but she does not come across that way in the show, you know? She seems very nice. She's kind of like yes. hippie in yeah. the show, which is cool, but... 
Yeah, she's got some gorgeous pictures on Instagram. So then Alex comes by Juliet's house bearing uh, food and drink, coffee and uh, sandwiches or whatever, big in deal. his new Bentley Bentayga. And <laughs> Juliet's like, wow, that's, you know, good for you. <sighs> like, I think she said it, your third car costs more than her house, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. And she said she's signing up for classes and she's been doing it all day. And I remember signing up for classes took about, you know, 10 minutes when I was in college, but whatever. Well, you know, this is this this scene really identifies some problems with the show as a whole, I think, but also some of the people in the show, because Juliet wants to start her own business. And Alex is totally supportive and says, that's not realistic. Yeah. (laughs) Like doing it at a young age is not realistic. I don't want to see you fail. That's not at all supportive. She was perfect for Garrett, who has already started his own business and is successful. Mm-hmm. So I guess Alex just thinks that if your family doesn't have money, it's probably never going to happen for you, honey. That's, That's right. That's how that works. Got to be a housewife. Born into it or no. One thing that did hit was weird is that Alex's face actually seemed animated like a normal person. Mm, I did during not this notice scene. that. Yeah. I felt like this whole, I was going to say this whole episode, I felt like. There were a number of scenes where I was like, that's remarkably genuine. So yeah. I, not just with Alex, but especially with Alex. Unfortunately, most of those scenes were where he was being incredibly negative, but it was very genuine. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'll yeah. give him that. Yeah, definitely near the end. I got that. Yeah, that seemed real. So then we get to the awkward and uh, relationship between Ben and Madison. Oh, this she picks really him sad. up at the airport, right. gives him a big hug, throws her legs up in the air. And uh, <laughs> true classic love. bachelor move, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> And then they go hang out at that little park that's right under the John Ringling Causeway. Uh, John Ringling Causeway is the bridge that goes from Greater Sarasota downtown to Bird Key and Lido Key. Yeah, no red tide in sight. No, it mm-hmm. actually seems nice there, at least. Uh, and, you know, they had another kind of meaningless conversation, which he said that he made no commitments, but would said he would make the trip, I guess. Well, if I was actually kind of disappointed in this scene because I felt like he was kind of steering her towards like, I'd be interested in a long distance relationship. And she was like, yeah, we'll just keep talking about it. And I was like, Madison, just say to him, you know, yes, you want this or no, you don't want it. But it seemed like she was on board. So be like Kara. Say exactly what you need or want. Yeah. Do you think that Madison was holding back on what she actually wanted to say? Is that is that what you're saying? I I mean, the sense I got from her, obviously, I, I can't speak for her, but is that she would have wanted more like anything when you're in a relationship you have these like negotiating conversations where you maybe want something but you don't know what the other person thinks so you're like i kind of want this but you're waiting for them to say it and she didn't get that validation well let's go ahead and since we're talking about this let's skip ahead to the scene later on where kelsey and ben and madison are paddle boarding at turtle beach uncs this is actually uncs yeah and then they have that incredibly awkward, nobody speaking, facial expressions flashing one after another, uh, talking about Ben and, and Madison's relationship, <laughs> yeah. where neither of them are saying, like, I don't know what either of them want. I yeah, don't. I think it's complicated because they clearly really like each other. And, you know, since they live so far away, it's just difficult because once you enter into a long distance relationship, no matter what happens, even if you're super happy and like super in love, there's always going to be conflict and there's always right. going to be problems. So if you go all in on it, then no matter what, there's going to be a lot of pain. So maybe it's a little easier if you can compartmentalize it where like when you're together, you're together and it's great. Mm-hmm. But when you're apart, you kind of have your own thing going on. And then the risk that you run with that is the other person dating somebody else who lives in the same area as they do. But at least in that case, like 
you're you're on your own and you have your own friends in your own city to fall back on. So I don't know. That's kind of the sense that I got. Have either of you had long distance relationships? Yes. Oh, we're, we're breaking it down. Yeah, we're yes. breaking down the show. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get into the details. Of no, that, no. But, but how did it go in a general sense? Yeah, it's it's really hard. I mean, I, I totally agree with Laura. I think that it's you could be, and I'm not saying this was, but you could be in a really happy stable relationship and even that makes it really difficult but at the same time i personally think it's it's better to be in something all the way than kind of a little bit because there's so many things that can come up i feel like what i thought was funny is when kelsey asked them both like oh uh are you guys single like can you hook up with other people and it was like ben was like well yeah basically and and madison was like oh yeah i guess Uh, (laughs) maybe i think it's a very millennial thing you know, like the not wanting to go all in on it type thing because oh, you're afraid of getting on. hurt. No, wait, well, no, why? it's not what a millennial you? thing. It's, it's not. A, it's an everybody. It's oh, an I didn't every know that. Okay, thing. I thought it was like I feel like whenever I read stories about that on the internet, it's always associated with millennials. But I didn't. No, I didn't realize that. I mean, I don't know. I think everyone's like that, but maybe more so with millennials. But yeah, I, I, here's the thing about long distance relationships: if you don't define it, mm-hmm. then it's not going to work. Like right. long distance relationships have trouble working no matter what right but if you don't define it it's definitely not going to work right you yeah know? that's true right. no that's that's exactly what i think too it's like it's hard enough as it is but if you're not even a defined couple then how hard is it going to be but i guess what i was saying about madison them framing her this way is that in the last episode there was a narration from i think julia who was like madison always has bad luck with men yeah and mm-hmm. i just think that's funny because obviously brandon wasn't great but you know, it sounds like we're setting up Brandon to be a cheater again this season. So it's not like it's going to be just Madison. But I don't know. I just wish there was one line. I think that Kelsey said something like, um, you have to just tell him what you want. Or I'm yeah. paraphrasing that very much. But I, I do really feel that way. Just say whatever it is you want and then go all in or get all out, you know, and you'll be OK. I totally agree. I mean, this, this it's so wishy-washy, that relationship now. And um, I don't know. It just seems clear that I mean. The one reason that I don't think they're going in on is because I don't know that Madison wants to move to Dallas or wherever it is that right. uh, Ben's mm-hmm. or living. Houston, I can't and, remember. Yeah, and Ben doesn't want to live in Sarasota or Siesta Key. Sorry. Right. <laughs> uh, but so maybe there is no future there, but and maybe they're good keeping it wishy washy, but it's not going to last long that way. Well, we'll see how long the show makes it last. You yeah. know? That's the real question. So I had in this next scene, going back to when we were talking about the first time Madison and Ben re-meet, mm-hmm. then they have the scene where Garrett and Brandon are talking about Alana, mm-hmm. the new girl. And this oh, right. line got me so much when Garrett says, so she's like a real life local Beyonce or something. Yeah. And I was like, couldn't you just see the producers behind him like, say this line you can do it i mean it was a good line but like the way i was like garrett would never say that but i mean it was like alana seems like a very nice talented girl but it was just you know funny to me well and then she shows up at the party brandon's party which is 70s themed really yes i love that yeah sure yeah it was weird because they're all sitting around a campfire and just in 70s clothes yeah Kind of, you know, so that's 70s, the theme. Co- 70s costumes, let's oh, say. My friends have theme parties, please. Back on. Listen, <laughs> They're amazing. Listen, I grew up, at least for a little bit of time, in the 70s. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Ooh. Maybe living through it, I don't know. I feel like I would have done well in that decade. Or the 80s. I can totally see you in I always like to be like, man, the 80s were amazing, man. Weren't they great? But I was born in 91. Mm. I think it's funny. I laugh. Yeah. <laughs> it's sad. Well, the party. Alana shows up. She's talking to Brandon, and Brandon's like, yeah, I just like to date around, see how things go, 
And then Camilla comes up. Yeah. She's like, hey, babe. And then he's like, hey, this is my girlfriend, Camilla. (laughs) Well, he said to Alana, oh, well, relationships take a lot of work. Yeah, there are a lot of responsibilities. (laughs) And then she walks up and and she's like, where have you been? (laughs) I couldn't find you. That was actually my favorite part when she he said something like relationships take a lot of work, like you said, and then Alana goes like, "Well, I wouldn't know." Like just yeah, straight yeah. like that. that was am- and that I think, see, like that is a millennial thing. I think not to not have relationships, but to be proud of it. Like mm-hmm. she was like, sure. "Yeah, I'm 23. Like I've never been in a relationship. Of course not." And I'm like, I feel like in a different decade, that would be something you wouldn't like share proudly at a party. Let's be yeah. honest, millennials like to be proud of anything. Really? You know, Bri- Brian sits next to me, so I feel like that's a targeted comment to me. Wait, but I don't understand that. I was looking at you, but no. Um, <laughs> I'm proud of a lot. So, so uh, yeah, the fact that she's not been in a relationship, that just seems, I mean, she's well, obviously a beautiful deliberate. woman. It's like del- yeah. she, it was a choice yeah, that she made. It seems like it. I think she could be an interesting person if she gets a chance to develop. Yeah, definitely. Especially since she's a musician. Yeah. That's kind of intriguing, and she can sing, and that's cool. But we didn't talk about Alex and Jared. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. a hatchet, as, yeah. as it were. But it barely. I don't even know if they did bury it. Oh, they did. They clinked up solo cups at the end. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, it was several minutes of two people who cannot exp- don't have, have the ability to express themselves very well trying to get out there that they're okay with hanging out near each other as long as it doesn't mess up their pride in any way. And I love how Jared was like, it's really disrespectful like of you to start stuff with a guest. Like, I'm a guest. Right. And it's like, Alex is like, what is well, this, it's the my medieval party. Ages? Yeah, right? <laughs> Alex is like, well, it's my party, which, yeah, it is his party. It's like Game of Thrones for like <laughs> guest rights, you know? I showed up it's on a, your land and you should never disobey me. It's the like red wedding. Alex's party was the red wedding all over again. <laughs> yeah. I don't watch Game of Thrones, but I'm aware of that reference. Okay, good. So, yeah. I also like when Alex was like, I'm not trying to go to back to like eighth or ninth grade again, bro. Right. And I'm like, that was like, what, two years ago for you? Like, <laughs> he's like, just kidding, Alex. Yeah. I'm totally kidding. So they buried the hatchet or whatever. Right. Uh, mm. But then. Okay, so this is a good scene that makes me think that Madison and Ben should be together. Really? And that's when Ben has the very siesta typical situation of some rando girl hitting on him. Okay, she was not a rando. They clearly knew each other from before. Sure, I but I have no idea. They didn't give her is. a name. Like, her name yeah. wasn't on the screen. That's true. Nameless woman. Yes. N- yeah. yeah. I like very her rando. <laughs> and, um, and so she's hitting on him, and he says, Well, are you hitting on me? And she's like, Yeah. And then he says, I better go see what's going on with Madison. Yeah. But first he says, we're not like together together when right, she asks. So it's kind of like that tension. But yeah. 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 I think he clearly really likes Madison. Yeah. They just don't know. What and also he's not gonna, he's not the type of guy who's going to end up, you know, hitting, uh, hooking up with a rando girl at a party when he's flown to Siesta Key to right. hang out yes. with Madison. Right. Right. Yes. That's when you know you really have a problem when your boyfriend flies to see you and then he's still flirting with other right. girls. Yeah. You're like, oh, that doesn't seem So good, good for Ben. Yes, he made it. But then, I love the scene, Garrett and Kara. Oh, wow. So <laughs> You Gar- love Kara, so that's I why love you her. love this scene. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if she's a good person or not, but I really... We're really? going to talk about Kara here because I have some opinions on, on this girl. Yeah. So, she walks up to Garrett, who's sitting on a log or whatever, and says, talk to me, I need friends. I mean, direct, to the point, boom. She says what she wants, what she expects, <laughs> and she gets it. And then Garrett's like, are you talking to anybody? And she's like, no, I'm single and ready to mingle, which is a great callback to Alex. Oh, right. Yeah, to Alex's sweater. Mm. And then Garrett sums it up. <laughs> Obviously. In the very terse way that Garrett mm. can. 
and said, that's pretty straightforward. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're the yeah. perfect. She, she was very straightforward, as Kara seems to be overall. And Garrett, I think, was really enjoying it. Yeah, definitely. Because Garrett doesn't want to have to say anything. Yeah, he needs And he that. wants to know what people want out of him. Right. Right? And then he'll do it. Just tell yeah, him what totally. to do. Exactly. <laughs> this is so easy. I know. My friend was watching the show and she texted me and she's like, I respect them because they both know what they want. They just yeah. know what they want and they ask for it. And it's like, I think Kara's a little more direct than Garrett is. But yeah, they both have that. Yeah, definitely. And I think Quality. Garrett's gotten better at that, actually. Yes. Um, after the first, you know, half the first season. Right. So at the end, she says, so you have my phone number. I am expecting a text. Yeah, I and love he, he loved it. He loved it. It's like, I, mean, uh, I think it actually might be the perfect relationship. You know? Well, okay, I'm well, not sure on an emotional level, but it will work for them because, okay, I don't know if we've talked about this, but Uh-oh. the whole Alex and Kara hooking up every once in a while back whenever, right. I think, in my opinion, I don't know if this is true, I feel like that was a booty call situation, but on Kara's part. Yes. Whenever Kara wanted to hook up with somebody, she called him and said, come over here. And then they got together. And I think Kara is totally in control. She wants to be in control. She's actually a very good role model in some ways, except for the whole trying to break up Alex, girlfriend, whatever. Right. But I think she's in some ways a really good role model. You know, like be in control of yourself and what your situation is. And certainly for the whole wishy-washy group and all their different relationships, she is a breath of fresh air. She's very direct. I want to talk about Jared and Kelsey. This was what upset me the most about this episode, to be honest with you. So Jared and Kelsey are talking in this episode. I don't even know how they know each other from before, but they seem to have a bond, maybe just being on the same reality show. Jared (laughs) says something like, she's eating pizza, and he's like, you look beautiful as always, or something flirtatious. And he's like, should we go, you know, to the beach? Wait, wait. You look beautiful as always. Give me a bite of that pizza. And she does, right? right? Kelsey, I think she tweets something like this, but I'm like, keep your pizza. One, because why would you give a pizza? It's amazing. But two, because, you know, this is what got you down this road. So anyway, so then he says, he, I think he asks her about her boyfriend and she says, you know, long distance is hard. Right. And they're really using this like Kelsey, I think Jacob is his name, Kelsey Jacob relationship to frame against Madison and Ben who are considering long distance. And it's obviously not going well for Kelsey. So then Jared's like, let's go to the beach. Let's take a little walk. And I will, I'll be real with you. I was like, nothing's going to happen in my mind because I'm thinking like they wouldn't want to do this. They've introduced this couple. We haven't even met Jacob yet. Like they're just going to pose some flirtatious tension. And within like two seconds, they're making out. Yeah. I was shocked. Well, let's be honest. Uh, Brandon does not live on the beach. So they had to get in the car and drive there. All right. Let's think about logistics here. <laughs> Sorry. They, but either way, they made out. And that's what I'm concerned. It about. actually looked like Lido to me. I couldn't tell. It was too dark. Okay, so they drove to the beach, so there was even more intention in this. Listen, I'm not young anymore, but I got to say, whenever you drive to the beach at night, making out is probably going to happen. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you're not from here, but you've been here long enough to know that. Yeah. I I mean, if you're going to go to the beach alone with someone late at night when it's dark, yes. I think you're just going to talk about your feelings and, you know, maybe (laughs) someone's going to... Hold your hand for a second, but that's all that happens. You could end up beach. spooning. I don't even. That's a lot. That, that's that's wildly inappropriate. That's, I can't even believe before that. Before kissing, or right. what is the, what's the chronological yeah, order? What, what I, find, I find the whole concept of spooning embarrassing. Oh, um, at least on TV. Okay, yeah. that's true. It wouldn't be very good TV. That implies some intimacy that just isn't there. Definitely, no. Kelsey and Jared. I was kind of surprised too when I saw them making out. I I saw it and then I was like, "Did I just see that?" I didn't know if I imagined it because it kind of cuts commercial really quickly. Yeah. 
And I was like, I so I had to like rewatch it, and I was like, okay, they did make out. I didn't expect that to happen. Right, right. Because I felt like the other thing I thought is that if that were going to happen, I thought the show would play that up way more. And they alluded mm. to it in some scenes when I think Ben at one point was like, "Well, how's long distance going for you, Kelsey?" But I mean, other than that, nobody, as far as I know, nobody even knows right now that they're a thing. Uh, you know, I have to say, I think that Kelsey, it's consistent for Kelsey. She was kind of like. I mean, as much as she yeah. pretended to kind of be in like serious relationships, she was really just hmm. a flighty kind of moving around to different That's people true. type yeah. thing. So, do you, do you believe that phrase "once a cheater, always a cheater"? Because this show believes it. I'll tell you that much. But I don't. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I think that if you have cheated on someone, you have to act like really, really look at yourself and make a decision to reassess. Like the next time you're faced with that situation, you have to decide. Yeah. That you're not going to do it. And that's a really hard thing to do if you've already done it before, I think. Mm. I don't know. Like you feel like it's inevitable or something? I mean, situations come up. Like you get presented with the opportunity to cheat. And I mean, if you're if you're going to give into that, then if you are going to make the choice to not give into it again, you really have to make that choice. You mm. have to like be like, I'm not doing this and like prepare yourself for when you go out and you're faced with that inevitable situation. It seems like a really practical thing to me. Like, I feel like you get caught cheating, you cheat yeah. and you get caught and it's a terrible experience. And then the next time you want to cheat, why don't you just break up? And then do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's That's a process true. for this. You break up with your relationship and then you move on to the next person. Exactly. But, <clears throat> exactly. I guess I mean more like cheating as a personality trait rather than like in a right. one relationship. Because that's what we keep mm. seeing here. Like they're saying, Brandon cheated on Madison. Now he's maybe going to cheat with um, Alana on Camilla or whatever her name is. Uh, and then, you know, same thing with Kelsey. She cheated on mm-hmm. Garrett mm-hmm. with Alex. And now she's doing the same thing to Jacob with Jared. So. I'm right. very impressed I got all those names right. Yeah, that's that right. <laughs> so, but let's be let's just think about this. So we have a couple cheaters going on here, but impossible cheaters too. But is Kelsey the only woman cheater on the show? Um well, other than like what Jared said about Madison when they were in high school, but she's not cheating yeah. on anyone now. Juliet yeah, we don't cheated on Garrett with Alex that one time at his party when he came with his jaw wired shut. Right, and, and then, then they yeah. made out with his jaw wired shut. But that God. was, I know, which was already, it's like, come on, if you're going to cheat on your boyfriend, do it with someone whose jaw is not wired <laughs> shut. But that's that's my line. But Elizabeth's yeah. life lesson number 10. If you're going to cheat on somebody, do it with somebody who doesn't have their jaw wired shut. Thank you. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. That's one of my best lines. Really uh, appreciate it. So then Karen and Garrett go on their date and they go to Moat Marine, which oh, is great. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think Moat is a bad date spot personally, but I respect them for going there. I think Why it's do a, you think it's a bad date spot? I think it can be kind of... I, I mean, okay, I, I love Moat. From the for a date, you're saying let, let me, it's not the best. Tell everyone what Moat is. So Moat is probably the... Well, it's really the only aquarium in Sarasota, but it's a really world-class aquarium, but it's more known for its marine research. I used to write about them, so I have a soft spot. Right. Uh, but it is a good date spot. It's a big family spot. I mean, it's a really, of course, Florida aquariums. That's a popular thing. But I think, I don't know. I think there's something about Moat. I guess I've been on dates there and it's just not, I've never, I haven't ever found them to be great. Yeah. I actually went on a date to an aquarium once. It was the New England Aquarium in Boston. And it was me. It was like on a Monday holiday. It might've been like President's Day or something. And it was just me, the guy and like 
70 children under yeah. the age of six and their sure. parents right. but it was still kind of fun like i liked looking at fish and stuff i don't know it's an interesting thing because it's a first date so being right. at the aquarium allows you to spend a lot of time talking while still having something to do yes. Yes. walking and looking at stuff so i don't know whatever but then they're on that date and then she asks him Let's say that I'm a genie and you have three wishes. Yes. What are they going to be? That was good. And boy, this is just Garrett to a T, isn't it? Number one, jet ski. <laughs> Number two, a house or even I think he even said an apartment, apartment in, in California. He's very modest. And number three, another date. Aw. Garrett cool. has been to California, right? We know that. I mean, we assume so. Uh, yeah, okay. Ho- hopefully. Yeah, although he said that he has barely been out of you know the area <laughs> because she was talking about the hundreds of places that she's visited all over the world. Well, I, I was totally impressed with Kara because I feel like she'd be like, oh, that's a fish. You know, I also saw fish in Bali. Yeah. And she'd be like, oh, that's a glass tank. And she'd be like, you know where else there's glass? In Italy. I was just there. <laughs> when, <laughs> when he said a third date or a second or another date, she said, is that when she said, how bold of you? Yes, exactly. <laughs> that was great. Was but like, she said it in that sort of, I'm not really dissing you, but I'm also slightly making fun of you. Mm-hmm. I also like that she described herself as, I'm big on travel. And I was like, that's something people should put on their like online dating bio. Like, hey, I'm Kara. I'm big on travel. <laughs> sure. that's, that's me. And then my other favorite part was when they take a photo in the photo booth. And the first thing Kara says is, ew, why does my face look so fat? And I'm like, that's the real Kara showing yeah. right yeah. there. But you looked good. I don't, I mean, I, I feel that, but no. So then Chloe goes over to Alex's house because apparently oh. they're still talking and they're friends and whatever. And this is the whole process of abruptly and almost immediately patching things up that happens in like about five minutes mm-hmm. in this show. Right. So. Yeah. And she was upset that Alex told other people about the fact that she told him that she was in love with him. Right, of course. And she mentions Kara. She says, well, why would I bring Kara around the one girl that I, that I know you had feelings for if, if I felt, if I was in love with you? And like, honestly, I don't really totally buy that logic no. because it, you're just going to try to get him out of a relationship and Kara's not into him and Kara's also your friend. So she's not going to go and date Alex after she potentially sabotages his relationship mm-hmm. with Juliet. Like if Kara disrupts him and Juliet, then he will possibly be free and Chloe will have more access to him. Well, I want to take back what I said. I think the last time when I said I, I thought this Chloe and Alex thing was totally manufactured because now I feel totally opposite and I think it was real. And I actually feel kind of sad for Chloe because I wonder if this somehow came out. Like, I imagine what people do. The producers will, like, talk to them and try to get some, you know, get to know them better. And maybe this somehow came out in the conversations. And they're like, we have to use that. But I felt like, A, the scene where she talked to Alex, but then B, the scene much later when they talk, Kara and Canvas and her all have, like, a Mm -hmm. breakfast at, I think, Kara's house. And Chloe starts talking about it. That felt really genuine to me. Like, Mm -hmm. I I could see that when you're, I mean, because I'm sure we've all had moments like that where you confess your feelings to someone who doesn't go the way you hoped and you're over it but at the same time you don't want everyone around you to know about it right and you feel kind of you know sheepish and odd about it but i felt like it was interesting that she felt like alex telling juliet was a big dig because she says at one point like i can't believe he told juliet of all people and i'm like well juliet is his girlfriend like she's more importantly he needed to get out of the the whole like uh you know he needed to make juliet feel better about the whole situation to understand it in some way so right right so it makes sense but um but i think it's funny because they set up alex and chloe as like best friends at the very very beginning 
And then they really kind of dropped that, I would say. Like, they didn't really have a lot. I mean, because... Oh, there he, were a lot of times when she was hanging out in his bedroom last season. I guess that's true. Yeah. He'd make all those fat jokes. And I was like, why are you friends yeah. with him? I think she said... Why is anyone friends with him? Later on, in, you know, that same conversation with uh, Kara and Canvas, that she's been loyal to him. Like, she's been extremely loyal to him. And that's like a concept, the whole idea of loyalty... I've seen people do that and it's like you stick by someone no matter what they do mm-hmm. but you have to be careful with who you decide to be like that loyal to yeah. because clearly it doesn't go both ways right Alex is loyal to no one nope mm-hmm. only Alex. to himself except for maybe his dad but yeah yeah probably so maybe. and his family in general let's I mean give him credit for that right yeah yeah he doesn't have a nice relationship with his family so. so then Brando and Alana are hanging out. Brando? Brando. I've, okay. I've moved on to Brando yeah, for wow. him instead of BG or B Gomes. I lo- yes, Alex in one scene was like, when we were at BG's. I, yeah. Maybe they really call him that. Like, yeah. I, I like it. It's good. Uh, so they're hanging out at Brando's house, playing on the piano, and Camilla calls. I was just tired of this whole scene, honestly. Yeah. Because clearly Camilla's going to be annoyed. I mean, Brandon has a, a history. Right. So. We don't know if she knows that. She probably watched old episodes of Siesta Keys. You would so. think she would. <laughs> Wouldn't yeah. it be awesome if you're dating someone? You're like, hold up, Brandon. I see right here in this episode of Siesta Key what you did. At one point, That's, did they call her a groupie? Yeah, they referred to her as a groupie. Who? Who's they? Uh, I think it might have been Juliet narrating. Yep. Said uh, that he's dating a groupie. So the show itself is basically diminishing her. I'm so sorry, Camilla, because I really I'm rooting for your relationship and I feel like you guys have a good thing going. Yes. No, I'm not sorry at all. I think that you should I think that you and Brandon should not be together and then you should find a nice boy who's not like that. Yeah. That's true. Well, I want Camilla to be happy. <laughs> Listen, if there's one thing that this podcast is completely united on, that is we want Camilla to be yes. happy. <laughs> We're not sure if we all love Kara, but we want That's Camilla. the thesis statement. <laughs> that and don't make out with guys that have their jaws wired shut. Yes. Right. Alana has a nice voice. She's she got does. some. She's got some high notes. She's got a little bit of breathiness to it. It's kind of sexy. I hope she's not like you know. I hope she's placing it correctly so she doesn't get fatigue. But are you a singer? I Laura? am a singer. What? Thank you for asking. Yes, um, yes, I am. Um, and I've had issues like with like vocal fatigue in the past. Sure. So you know, just listening to her, I was like, oh, she's got she's got some nice clear high notes and. But she's got a little bit of that raspiness, you know, or like that. So, you know, but she's she sounds really good. I'm not an expert on vocal health. Would you ever want to sing a backup vocals on a um, on a local rap track? If I could get paid for it, then I will pretty much do anything. <laughs> Brando, give us a call. <laughs> I also like when um, Here Camilla- I am leveraging my job to make more money in other ways. You do well, we are journalists, do. so yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's- Take every I'm not opportunity. above that. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Elizabeth. Here's my SoundCloud. Uh, so, no, Brandon says to Camilla, he's like, you're coming at me like super mad right now, which I, I really appreciate that because that's like a boyfriend that does not care. He's just like, you know what? I'm going to hang up on you. Bye. And she says, you're being sketchy. I feel that. He was being sketchy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he, he's always sketchy. And I, I don't think that mm. it's an, an, I don't think he's actually sketchy most of the time. He just always comes across as sketchy. Yeah. He just doesn't have anything figured out. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He's he's he is young for his twenty two years old. Or he's whatever. a boy. Yeah, yeah. He seems really young. Yeah, they're all young though. I mean, in in nature. Yeah. So then they go to White Buffalo Saloon, Ooh. which is 
a local country yes. western bar restaurant place in Carlos's favorite Sarasota. spot in all of Sarasota. <laughs> it's it's a great place to go. It's a great place to go hear music. If you like to line dance or if you want to learn how to line dance, you can go there and do that. The food's yeah. not terrible. Mm, Drinks is are that okay. True? Yeah, the food's not terrible. No, yeah. never had the food. Um, I mean, I haven't been there in a couple of years, but so that's when we get the really really rough scenes. Oh, where yeah. Alex returns to his old form oh, of total D-bag. This was really bad. Like, I'll be honest with you. This was like, you know, when you're at a bar, you know, when your friend has a boyfriend that you're like, everybody doesn't like already. And then your friend and the boyfriend get drunk and they start fighting and you're all like, not again. Like, that's what this seemed like to me when you're just like, what are you doing? So anyway, I don't like their relationship. And that's my verdict. Well, listen, the whole time where Alex is being really bad, he has that that drunk face on it. His drunk face is basically... Totally blank slate. Looks like he's trying to think of something to say or just think of something <laughs> in general. Yeah. And everything's like, a little bit delayed. Yeah. Um, and he totally had that. And also his conversation gets boiled down to like one or three word things. <laughs> so basically he says to her, I don't know what caused this, but he says, I do everything for you. You don't do anything for me. Which she was ordering a pizza. And then he said that. That's that's how it started. There's no basis for this comment, I would say. In a court of law, I say no. Right. Well, I mean, obviously he has a lot of money, and I think he pays for a lot of stuff. He certainly pays for everything when they go out. And honestly, he should. Not from a like paternalistic, sort of old-timey dating thing, but because he's got a crap ton of money. Right. And doesn't care about it that much. So Not like him spending money on them going out is going to bankrupt him. He's got plenty of money. And also, like... Just because he's doing that for her doesn't mean he should expect her to do the same. I guess he's, I don't really know what he meant by when when Polly was like, what do you do that's nice for him? Nothing. And Alex was like, no, you do nothing. It's like, do you expect her to be able to buy you stuff the same way that you buy her stuff? Because right. she can't. And second of all, she, you know, when she was going to buy him his birthday present last episode, she got, she put thought into it. Right. She wanted to get something that he actually would like. And just because he does nice things for her, he shouldn't, ex- like, that doesn't mean that she owes him anything. It just means right. that you're doing a nice thing for your girlfriend because right. you want to. And I would argue that, like, with the money thing, I, I get how that could be an issue because I still think even if you have, like, unlimited amount of money, it's not the responsibility of the person who's super rich to pay for everything that right. you have. Sure. But then have that conversation with them and say, hey, like, I love, you know, paying for you, but sometimes it would be nice if, you know, we just split the check, you know. And that would be fine. Like, that's a valid concern to have, but not to say I do everything for you because so much of a relationship is like, to use the feminist term, emotional labor. It's not just like money. Yep. And yeah. I'm sure that the emotional labor in the relationship is 95% yes. to 99% Absolutely. Juliet. Absolutely. Because she can experience human emotion. Right. right. <laughs> I should be clear. Since Alex is incapable <laughs> of human emotion, there's no way that's happening. Well, and, and, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, like you said, it came out of nowhere. Well, and what is up with yeah. Holly oh. being like the, oh I mean, he has now become nothing more than Alex's hype man. He's like, yeah. you know? That made me so mad. I felt like Polly in this episode, it was like the search to stay relevant. Yeah. Like, yeah. can I just say, I'm going to say Polly. whatever it is that's going to get me camera time and I think I'm great. So I'm going to be as rude as I want to be. And yeah. what he said to Juliet, like. He had absolutely no right to say any of that stuff. And then what he said about how Julia and Chloe making up is going to be a problem for Alex. That was so gross. Because yeah. Chloe was right there supporting Juliet. We didn't even mention that part. But yeah, she and Chloe and Juliet made up and now at Chloe's White Buffalo. And going to Miami, I guess. And uh, right. I guess they're going to Miami. I mean, if they're Big still problem. going to Miami at all. Because honestly, if I was Juliet, I would be like, 
screw this, I'm out of here. Right. He, he called her a dumbass. Yeah, and an idiot. And, yeah. Yeah. And she said, "You love me. Why are you talking to me that way?" Which is fair. And yeah. that's totally fair. And honestly, if if that was me, if I was her, I would be gone right. in an yeah. instant. And then she's just sitting at the bar. Like, is he going to be driving her home that night? Right. I think really? so. That's the thing. It's like, she's mad, but like, she's mad because she's, it's still, nothing's going to change. Yeah. She's mad. She wants him to stop. She wants him to stop bringing up stuff like that whenever they're out. But she's not going to leave, it seems right. like. You know, it's like, hmm. she's not a perfect girlfriend, for sure, right? right? She's got her issues and everything. I mean, Alex's behavior verges on abusive. Yes. And it's like she hasn't had a good relationship to compare it to, to realize, hey, this is not worth it, even though he's rich. Right. Yeah. I think sometimes when you're in a relationship and you really care about the person, you can gloss over some of those things because it's, I mean, I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt, but I think that it seems like you're like, this person is so great in, in these ways that's so right for me that it's easy to not see the bad things but i also like the line that paulie says where he goes if you break up with her it would be better than it becoming to the point where you cheat on her well I'm yeah like, that's yeah. true are those the only yeah. two options in the relationship i cheat on her or i break up with her well, it's like they both know eventually he is going to cheat on her again like he's going to get to the right. point where there's someone that he wants to cheat on her with and that's going right. to happen and he has no self-control i mean like he doesn't even have those thought processes if not if the difference between not cheating and cheating is actually thinking about it alex wouldn't even think right yeah if he yeah. does uh, so do you guys think that they're going to Miami next week? Yeah. No, not next week, I don't think. I mean, they were talking this whole uh, episode that it was that weekend that they were going to Miami. It's got to happen soon. Yeah. I think that they're going to be going to... They didn't... Did they show that in the teaser? No. No, I mean, not That's specifically. Hmm. I think they're going to play up Jared and Kelsey a lot because that was in the teaser when... Yeah, because Jacob's like, coming back. Oh, oh yeah. So, okay. Oh, is it going to be tension with all three of them? I love that. Oh, I'm like, but <laughs> I Jake, love but that. Jacob and Kelsey are still together, right? right. Uh, as yeah. Instagram would so here's indicate. The, now yeah. you're saying yes, like, present day. I mean, I think so. Yeah. yeah. You know what? That says something. The fact that you were so excited about that tension, I think, says something about how we don't really have emotional. We're not emotionally invested in her relationship with anybody right, right now. Well, that was my I guess that's what I was trying to say about Jared and Kelsey from the beginning is that it would have been better, I think, for the show if they'd introduced Jacob to us first, mm-hmm. because then we would have mm-hmm. even been more like, oh, my God, this couple I was rooting for is breaking up. Not just like, oh, Kelsey back at it again, you know, with another yeah. guy. and like her and Jared dancing at White Buffalo, like it was pretty cute, despite the whole cheating thing. Like they looked really happy and like they're having fun. But right. obviously it's which is like what you're saying. I wish we'd met Jacob first. Right. right. What if we you know? meet Jacob and he is like. Just a fantastic human oh. being. Oh. I think he will be. Oh, really? Yeah. Just like it's super nice and caring and yeah. loving and normal person. Yeah. I can see Kelsey going for a guy like that. I can too. Well, and then basically he, cheating on Yeah. Him. Garrett was good. I mean, Garrett wasn't perfect, but he was a good guy. Like he treated her very well. So mm-hmm. I've, I've always been a Garrett stan myself. So yeah, <laughs> I had to bring up stan one time. And Madison loves the word stan too. So she's on board. Yes, that's right. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. best friends. Sure, you and Madison. Hey, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to become best friends with Kara. Oh, All right. man. Make that happen. Talk about a dynamic I'll have duo. to get on the grams, I guess. It, Is that it might right? be a little bit different for you than for me, but good luck. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, that's true. Yeah. Speaking of the grams, this is just like a semi side note. I woke up on Sunday at 9 a.m. and I saw that Polly was going live on Instagram. He does that. It was okay. Well, this is my first time. He's done that in it. the past with piles of uh, various drugs in oh, front of him. Yeah, I've heard that. that story before. I don't want that. <laughs> 
Yeah, so that was interesting. I was well, like, you watched nine I assume, in the. Right? I did, and it was like him and his friend rapping, and like one of them, had, his friend had headphones on, and he's talking about how he's famous and like how he's the most loved cast member on Siesta And this morning, I actually looked at his Instagram story, and he was like, you know, his story was like DMs that he's gotten from fans about how amazing he get and he oh, is, wow. and he wrote on it. I can't post all of these because I have too many. But thanks so much for the support, or something like that. So yeah, let's not forget the other cast member who has a music career, Polly. Polly, he was the first one to ever make a rapping radio commercial for a lawyer oh. or physician referral service in Florida. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we love that for Polly. Yeah, no, Polly. I honestly, I will say that while I agree with you that he was definitely too much this episode, I actually wish Polly was in it more because for whatever reason, they won't really give him romantic interests. And so he has a lot of interesting like bon mots. Like he's really the only one in the show with some interesting dialogue, I would say. Yeah. I just wish like the whole thing about Chloe and Juliet being friends again, being a problem for Alex, like that is such a gross thing to say, you know, like that is like, oh, these two girls are friends again. Like that's, that's going to be a problem for you. It's like very sexist and mm-hmm. weird but well, yeah the whole show is kind of that's true but so you know, sexist. that was what really hit me for some reason yeah. that's one reason why i love Kara so much because she's a in strong control woman strong yeah. yeah well we'll find out next week yeah. if they go to miami bienvenido a miami yes mm. and we'll find out if alex and juliet can ever make up yes <laughs> actually i don't know if you've heard but if they are in miami next week i guess we're gonna have to do the podcast in miami oh, well, right. right of course yeah. we should so get yeah. on that we should tell the people in charge well, right now we're gonna need to rent a car we're actually just gonna have our, our miami crew uh do the podcast because they're gonna have to talk about all the places they go to in miami oh yeah oh i don't like that no actually i want to do it though for, yeah yeah i know miami really well I don't know what you're all right about, well yeah. you know we'll get, me too we'll leverage no, our no. large podcast advertising budget to uh right. send us all to miami next week <laughs> we'll have a gofundme soon so if that's yeah. if you want to donate to that please uh if you want to contact us go to our facebook page inside mtv siesta key or I don't know. Do we have a link? Whatever. Just, you'll, you'll find us. You can find yeah. Elizabeth on the grams. No. No. You can't find, can't find me on Twitter, though. Yeah. yeah. Find Elizabeth on Twitter. That's her love. Yes. I love Twitter. And, More you know, she'd Twitter. really like it if you find her on Twitter. Too. Oh, yes. That's the trick. And how do you want people to contact you, Laura? You can find me on Twitter at Laura E. Finaldi. That's probably the best way. Um, or Instagram. But I don't know. I, I Twitter's pref- probably better. And I prefer... Um, you know, Snail mail. I, I, yeah, I prefer handwritten letters sent through, through the uh, With U.S. A Postal wax Service. Seal, if you will. Sure, if you want to do that, that's fine. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.